Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show which connects East and West. My name is Jason from sunny California, living in beautiful Beijing. Today with me is Alex. Hello, everyone. This is Alex Sure, And as Jason and I previously discussed, we're going to call my hometown the Long Spring. I'm from Changchun City in Jilin Province, but I'm also living in the beautiful, full of museum and full of cultural life, Beijing. Yeah, Beijing is an amazing city. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. You know, I used to live here, then I moved to Wuhan. I missed Beijing、mm. a lot. You know what's really weird? I came back to Beijing and now I miss Wuhan. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. No, you're just always looking at the other. You, the grass is always greener on the other side for Jason. Maybe that's true. So, can <laughs> dancing save your life? New research. Yes. <laughs> yes.、Yeah, so、you can end the episode now, guys. Can, new research from the Journal of Aging and Human Activity, that's the journal's name, demonstrates a connection between ballroom dancing specifically and staving off. Dementia. Scientists、mm. used MRI machines to show that ballroom dancing had a stronger impact on maintaining higher cognitive function than simply walking for exercise. What do you think, Alex? I agree with this 155%. How, whatever percentage I could get out of it, I agree with all of it. Is, <laughs> I'm I, not sure percents、okay. work that way. <laughs> <laughs> it works in this scenario for oh, Alex. Oh, this oh, is oh, so oh. true. It、yes. is so true.、Yes. I, I mean, I didn't read. Any scientific findings on、mm-hmm. this, but I did take ballroom dancing. Oh, when yeah. I was in, yeah, I did take classes when I was in、uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Wow. And it、so、was、fancy. in a. I know, because I had nothing to do there. So. Um, I found I found a ballroom studio and it was in one of those, you know, richer neighborhoods. And、mm. the people that were going to that ballroom studio, a lot of them were probably, I don't know, like in their、uh, 40s and their 50s or 60s or even older. And what I saw that they were doing is that, you know, ballroom dancing classes, when you、mm-hmm. learn it, people see it. People are like, oh, you just take, like, if you do waltz, it's like, bong ta ta. One, two, three. Bong ta ta. I don't know what's going on. I just want to say that. Bong ta ta. Everyone at home, you got to try that. Bong ta ta. That's waltz. You know, it's like one, two, three, one, two, three. And they're like, oh, so you just go bong ta ta, one, two, three. But in fact, ballroom dancing requires an incredible framework for your body. Like you have to、mm. maintain that frame、mm. with your partner so that you stay relatively still.、Mm. You know, your, your legs will be moving across. The dance floor, your、mm. upper body s t a y still mm, relatively. Mm. You keep that distance, you keep the direction of your head、um, the same way throughout the entire dance. Wow, I didn't know that. Th- yeah, and for you to do that, you have to be super hyper aware of how to reach out for each step, how to control your core, how to use your back muscle your back muscle to support that frame, and how to find the most comfortable way to twist your neck so you're always looking away. And then how does Your hand fall on your partner's shoulder? How does he hold your hand so that you could feel the lead and where you're going? So you're like from head, quite literally, from head to toe,、mm. you have to be thinking. 
paying attention to every single joint and muscle of your body to be able to dance waltz. And of course, that increased the, what does it show? has a stronger impact on maintaining higher cognitive function than other exercises. That's, well, I mean, that is actually what they they discovered. It's walking for exercise. I, you know, I walk for exercise. I just basically walk around the park in a big circle. It's like a big eight. Uh (laughs) And, you know, I'm listening to music and thinking about other things, what I'm going to do that later today, whatever it is. So apparently like this specific kind of dancing, and I think other dancing as well, but this study shows that it works for ballroom dancing. It involves Mm. a much higher level of cognitive function. So you're, you're using many different parts of your brain, kind of like when you're performing music where you're using different parts of your brain and that activity Mm. staves off dementia. I don't have the data with me, but I, I, I was looking at it yesterday. Death by dementia is one of the top five leading causes of death in the world. So mm. I actually don't know how that works, but uh, how you actually die of dementia. From but, dementia? Yeah, but apparently it's one of the top, top five leading causes of mortality on earth. So it's not mm. just about knowing where your keys are when you're in your 60s or being able to remember your name when you're in your 80s. It's actually about staving off death itself. Like, I, I, of course, I want to know my name, which is also yeah. a nice reason to not have dementia. But there's it's a really dangerous thing to start stop losing higher cognitive to function as you as you get yeah older. and it from, this affects from, young people too yeah and from what i understand about dementia it's essentially like you know you're basically the part of your brain that is affected is shrinking mm. so that it stops giving out accurate signals to your muscles and your nerve systems mm. to function as it should mm-hmm. so that towards the end of the ailment you basically um it affects your ability to eat, to swallow, Mobility. or it could. Yeah. And so a lot of people die from lack of nourishment and mm. it also affects your nerve system. So that if, for example, if it somehow affected how you feel pain, how you feel different, your mm. your organs mm. and stuff, and that could all cause, that could all be part of the, the cause that um, how dementia eventually leads to, you know, to death. So obviously we asked Alex to do this show because Alex is our dancer. It's the uh, Oh my God. The official so bridge dancer. So you dance salsa. Could I ask you what other kinds of dance you have had the opportunity to try out? So I dance salsa now because when I first came back to Beijing, I was looking for a ballroom studio because I want mm. to continue my study of ballroom dance that I had in North uh, Carolina. But my friends just recommended a studio to me. And so when I went, I didn't understand what it was. I didn't know I was going to a salsa studio and I had a tr- tryout class and my teacher back then was this uh, Cuban teacher named Fernando and he was really really good and the class mm. atmosphere was great and Fernando. so I decided to Fernando and then <laughs> um and I decided to stick with the class and turn out there are like three others or a total of four Cuban teachers mm. at that studio. And it was really great. Um, it was a great time. And then like after the second class, I was like, oh, wait, so this is different than ballroom classes. It's a social dance, it's a partner dance as well, but it's not ballroom dancing. Mm. But, you know, going back to the article that started the whole episode today, I ballroom dancing is a, an overall name for different types of dances. Mm. Under ballroom dances, there are 10 different types of Whoa. dances. There's Latin dances and there's 
there's modern dances and oh, Latin wow. dances include things like jive, cha cha cha, jive cha cha, yeah, cha cha cha, <laughs> that one. Um, and then you know modern dance include like tango, waltz, Vienna waltz, and oh, uh, foxtrot, quick step. Yeah, so all of those are under uh, ballroom dancing. So when I when you really go to you say, hey, I want to learn ballroom dancing, it's very rare where you're mm. only asked to learn just one dance. Mm. You will probably take classes on all 10 dances you learn the basics of all 10 different dances mm. and the way that it helps your brain is if you really want to learn it you have to first know the music right so like waltz and vienna waltz that goes on three that goes one two three one two three and then mm-hmm. the other goes yeah one two three four five but within one two three four five there is there is like we said like cha 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 there's like rumba that's slower and then there's like quick step that goes slow slow quick quick you know all of those like different variations i could do that you, i can count to all those numbers right (laughs) so there's like actual learning that you're doing yeah and it's the same for for salsa as well because salsa is 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 a cuban dance um and and any salsa you know nowadays it it originated from cuba so Mm. the music form is a lot more intricate a lot more sophisticated Mm. than just what people think of like oh latin music you know you know i I did not know that i'm so ignorant about what ballroom dancing was (laughs) I, i thought it was one dance so like when you say all these kinds of dance are ballroom it's dancing, all ballroom dancing. I, I didn't know it was a category of dancing so i saw dancing the tango in the movie scent of a woman with al pacino yes and i thought yes. wow that is amazing so like, beautiful so that is a form of ballroom dancing i learned something already just just yeah now, that yeah you were not able to find a full ballroom da- so i'm confused what happened exactly so i i thought i was going to a there must class be because my like, ballroom dancing in Beijing. Beijing is yeah, 25 there, there, million there people. There are. And ballroom dancing is actually really big in China. China mm. is actually some of the leading ballroom dancers mm. in, in mm. the world. Like Dancing the with the Stars China. Yeah. New and show then the competition. Um, <laughs> it's called the you know the the international ballroom competition. Wow. China actually wins a lot. I found out I found out about that later as well where I was like oh wow that's surprising but I love the fact you know I love the fact that we're good at ballroom dancing. You got 1.3 billion people. That's an unfair advantage. There's got to be something. (laughs) You just have the numbers that someone's going to be really good at. You know, in the park by my house, there's always this older couple, a very fit older man and a very fit older woman. They are in their 80s or 90s, but they're always dancing in the way that you're describing where their heads are very like, you know, their upper body is very stiff and they're dancing in this very beautiful and eloquent dance. And they practice Uh all day, every day, it seems like this one or two dish just dance over and over and they dress up for it uh, and they're just like in the yeah. part of the park by themselves and I, i'm walking around in a circle i see them every you know 10 minutes as i walk by again and like i'm always impressed like wow they're they're really fit for like their age and so now i know they're probably great conversationalists too because you know this is really good for their their mind and their brain their connectivity through the, throughout them you know their body absolutely i mean if you've been to our parties you'll see people in their like 50s 60s and the oldest uh dancer we had in the, at our salsa studio who just moved to thailand um he was 74 when we met him mm. and this guy still goes to dance parties and he dance he's the life of the party mm-hmm. he's just wonderful so mm. that gives us hope you know there's a lot of hope you're listening to the bridge 
you know a variety of different forms of ballroom dancing and you mm-hmm. know salsa, which is a different category, right? Yes. So ballroom dancing is not so much of a social dance, whereas uh, salsa, bachata, merengue, those are uh, what we call Latin social dances. Mm. And so what other <laughs> can you tap dance also? What other forms of dance are you proficient in, Alex? Or have you even, um, you know, different <laughs> oh, levels? Oh, can I tap in salsa? Did you say? <laughs> yeah. No, can you tap dance? Can What other kinds of dance can you do? I'm just... I trying can't. to see the variety, the range that Alex the, has. I, Alex doesn't dance, have too much club, variety. Club dance. I can I put my hands in the air and then they move up and down. Hey, that's expressive. Uh, that's expressive dance, you know? Have you it, ever it, seen... a message to be sent. <laughs> have you ever seen that there's a new show called Wednesday Out? Have you seen it? Not yet. I'm not a huge fan of dancing, honestly, because I'm not good at it. But I, my wife was watching the <laughs> show. I wasn't really watching the show. But there's a scene where Wednesday, I don't know which episode it was, starts uh-huh. dancing. And I have to say... Like she's supposed to, I think they were trying to look strange, you know, you know, do a very okay. exotically weird kind of dance. But I have to say, I was like, wow, that looks really cool. <laughs> like, and I, it made me wish I could dance seeing that because I was like, wow, that, you know, there's so much more to dancing than I think is in movies and TV sometimes. There, that's, that's a, that's a good way to put it. There's so much more to dancing. Even that, even though that I do one form of dancing as a hobby, we already love once you start dancing you start to realize oh my god there's so many different categories that you didn't you're not aware about Mm. there's ballet there's contemporary ballet and then there's contemporary and then there is like modern dance and there's jazz and there's street jazz and then there's within hip-hop there's gotta start a street jazz gang i know and then within (laughs) within hip-hop people are like oh what do you dance to dance hip-hop but like hip-hop is not a dance under hip-hop there's like there's locking popping breaking uh, whacking all of these like voguing all of these different categories Categories. And the more you know, the more you know. That's kind wow. of what dance is. Yeah. And it's really, you start to learn, you want to know about the knowledge and stuff. I remember when we first got into salsa dancing, we realized, oh, so this move is just like random. It comes from their history, it comes of their religion. And then you start learning about the religion. It was like, oh, there are different uh, olichas, like different gods in this religion and different, every single olicha has, olicha has their own uh, moves and their own rhythms. And you start to listening to the percussions and you try to catch it because it's so complicated and different from modern music. And it's just like you're cost- it's like going to college for something different. Well, I mean, potentially you could go to college for dance, right? Like if, if, I, if I could relive my life, yes. That Oh, that's what you would do. See, I think about if I could relive my life, what I would do differently too. But you would go to, you would go study dance. Is that correct? I would, I would go and become a Broadway actor. A Broadway actor. I would sing and dance. Sing, sing and dance. <laughs> yeah, that's all the, the classic uh, actors from the 30s, 40s, 50s they were all could dance yeah and they could all sing and they, i mean actually i think it's really interesting because in america all these dancing singing actors and actresses or i guess they're all just actors now it's just acting but in china almost it seems like a lot of the actors and actresses still can sing and dance so some of some of them can sing um but it's it's funny it's not funny it's actually fun to watch that there are some recent variety shows where they invite uh celebrities you know they could mm-hmm. be actors singers they could be musicians musicians um uh who are not necessarily professional singers or dancers mm. but they go on these shows and then they make shows together they make programs together um where they have to do the choreography they have to come up 
with the stage creative direction and of course sing the song at the same time um and so a lot of them have to go through kind of the little more difficult mm. training so that's and part of rehearsals. the show teaching this, part of the show this famous person how to dance when they can't dance at the beginning that's that's interesting it's actually pretty fun to watch the their entire journey from the when they first go on the show to being able to present a routine a really beautiful number it's on like stage dancing badly with the stars <laughs> Start out with dancing badly and then you become the actual star at the end of the show. So so uh, next question. Are Chinese folks, I mean, people you talk to, your mom, dad, friends, are Chinese folks worried about getting dementia? Is this something that comes up? They do. I mean, I mean, at least my parents do. Mm. And they and they focus on this is the thing I want to I want to like if you're listening to our show, if you have parents with everybody has parents, you know, if your parents have the same conversations, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. if your parents have the same conversations with you, mm. you know, we tend to be like, oh, we feel bad for um, uh, our parents aging. We feel bad for not being able to spend a lot of time with them. When they go to you and they say, oh, wow, my memory has got so bad recently. (laughs) I can't seem to remember this, this and that. On top of, you know, knowing and acknowledging that that's a way for them to kind of tell you that they are getting older and they might want to spend more time with you. An actual way, more, you know, pragmatic approach to solve this problem is to help them find something that they could learn. And they're not going to be able to go back to college and sit in a class to learn all of these things. Right. But dancing really is there are a lot of classes oh, or training. Programs send them for, out to join the Damas. Really? Like, because you have to remember the moves you have to follow the music and then if you get opportunities to perform mm-hmm. on stage or mm-hmm. in front of a crowd that's even it's even more different it's a bigger difference that it makes on your body because yeah. you are using part of your sensory that you don't usually use when you're yeah. dancing you know by yourself or mm-hmm. doing other stuff so tell encourage your parents to take up dancing that's a great up idea something that marries your body to music and movement and feelings and emotions and expression. You're listening to The Bridge. Well, you know, I mean, if we take away all of the extra added cognitive effects of dancing and just think about any kind of exercise, like swimming or walking, jogging, whatever it is, going to the gym, a lot of people who suffer from depression, they can actually mm-hmm. fix that just by exercising more. And so yes. I'm not, not, I'm not, not everyone. There are totally, completely different people are different, but like a lot of people, when they start exercising, their whole mood, their disposition, their entire life can be changed. So think about the Absolutely. added benefit of adding all of these cognitive functions that are involved in dancing to that. And I, I think mm. that's a fantastic idea. Plus there's socialization, meeting new friends. And so it's, you know, there are oh, yeah, tons absolutely. of, it's just knock on effect after knock on effect. So maybe that is the global thing we should be promoting, you know, as a people, as a, you know, a human population, as you mm. get older, we should all be taking up dance. Even now, you don't have to wait until you get older. I'm going to wait, Alex. <laughs> Take, Jason, this is my, Jason, uh-huh. this is, this is, my rationale behind it okay uh-huh. this is why you should take it up now uh-huh. so that when you do become older you become the expert of dance in the group no oh, i want to be the guy in the back corner it's <laughs> <laughs> my position i've no, already but... got it like demarcated right now there's a, like a little a, <laughs> they have one of those cones there this is for jason and 20 oh, you're years. just gonna be standing next to it <laughs> no no when i you come know... they can remove the cone <laughs> oh 
Okay, that's my spot. That's Jason's spot. Um, but I, I seriously, I do think nowadays, and I don't know if it's the same with you know your parents back in the states, but our parents, my parents at least, they are very hooked on social media, which mm. is interesting, and they're on their phone all day. And mm. of course, I'm not in the position of criticizing them because I'm on my phone all day, but they are on their phone a little too much. And as your body <laughs> kind of slows down with age, mm. you need to kind of force it to move a little bit more. And also, they always turn up their screen brightness to yeah, the maximum. Yeah, that's definitely not good. And then they're like, oh God, my eyes hurts. I can't, <laughs> I can't read. I'm like, you need to stop looking at your phone for like three hours. And then they read, like, you know, the fonts are smaller for them. And then they watch a video and they don't understand. They're like, I'm just going to rewatch that video. I'm like, no, if you watch a video, you don't understand. You just let it go. You go to the next video, you know, on, on Douyin, on, on TikTok and stuff. And so if they could go and exercise, if they could go, for example, hmm. to dance with other uh, grandma and grandpas, mm-hmm. they would probably be out there for at least two hours because one of those hours they will be learning to dance, mm-hmm. remembering mm-hmm. to dance, trying out with the, their group. And then after that, they will rest and they will chat. And that's two hours of not looking at your phone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to, before we get into what our damas, again, for like the third or fourth time in our two years talking together, I want to set a scene <laughs> in Wuhan. There's a one, one of the big districts. There are three main central districts, although there are six or seven big districts. Uh, this one is called Hongko. I think it's the coolest uh-huh. one. And we've talked about that. But yes. north of where I always say is a cool place to go, there is a part by the river and it is uh, very deep. So when you walk into this area, it's like a park next to the river and it goes on for like, I don't know, a football field or more from when you walk into the wow. park to where it reaches the river. And it keeps descending different steps until you get down to the river and there's different mm-hmm. plateaus as you, and you can see everything all in one view. On the river at night, you can see the lights reflected across the river, which is quite far, actually. All the buildings are dancing with light because they have a light system such that all the buildings are like a huge light spectacle from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's all like different colors dancing. It's it's gorgeous. And it reflects off of the river. So you have this huge, yeah. beautiful light show going on as boats are passing, honking their horns. Mm-hmm. And some of them are all lit up because they're entertainment boats with bars and things on them. And at in the evening, starting around 7.30 p.m. till about 9.30 p.m., you literally will have a thousand people, all different ages, children, middle-aged people, young people, elderly people, all dancing. There's usually two or three big groups where there's one mm. or two or three people leading each group. And so you see the spectacle of like a thousand, two thousand people dancing, lights everywhere. Sometimes there's a full moon. It is a gorgeous, resplendent spectacle of life. And so mm. when I think of damas, you know, I think a lot of people who've lived in a small town, they may think of like a group of 10 or 20 older, you know, usually ladies dancing. But I think China has all different shapes and sizes of evening dance groups that are available five or six <laughs> nights a week. And they do all yes. kinds of different styles of yes. dance. You don't need to go to a studio. Like when I was in San Francisco, there was a studio in Mission Street that I tried desperately to learn to dance salsa. <laughs> and I think, I don't remember, it was expensive. It was like $20, $30 a lesson for like an hour. And I didn't do particularly well. But for these big groups, if you don't want to become part of the inner circle, you can just show up on the edge and dance and people will just be like, hey, let's dance. 
And there's no necessarily any monetary transaction that needs to pass unless you maybe stay with the group and become (laughs) part of the group. Then, yeah, you need to get the matching clothes and all that stuff. This is the this is the hierarchy of the the, the dance group, because my mom, my mom went out to the the little park that's outside of our apartment building. Mm. And she because she wants to see how they dance and stuff. But she's like, I just want to participate. You can't be part of the formation if you're not good enough. Oh, there you have to be good enough and then you can dance with us otherwise you can dance on the edges on the edge you can't even be the formation you have to be like one of the spectators and then you can maybe move along the music but you're not one of us only when you're good enough you can dance in the formation and you start in the back and when you get better then you can get the uniform Mm. (laughs) you know i i was in uh, the park near my house in the evening about a month ago and there was a gentleman Uh doing the dragon dance the dragon uh what's it like a flag it's like a very yeah. long cord that they, they do it in olympics where it's like that you wave a, a giant stick around with a very long flag dangling it from but this one is, sh- is sh- colored to look like a dragon so he's like uh-huh. got these sticks and he's i stopped to take a video of because it was gorgeous yeah and i, I wanted to put it on my ig for you know likes and stuff and mm-hmm. when i start went to record he stopped and i thought oh no he doesn't want me to record but he went straight <laughs> up to me and he handed me one and he forced my phone into my pos- pocket and he pulled me out into the square and made me do it with him which i thought was great you know i i wasn't like oh, oh no i will not do this but i was like okay i guess not ig tonight but uh it was really <laughs> great because you know these different groups are eager to share their skills with other folks so i think you yes. get a very broad variety of what's available out there and if you don't if one group because some of the dancing i have to say is just like raising your arm lowering your arm it's like kind of for exercise and then yeah. some some groups are like doing salsa they're doing the tango they're actually out on the street doing these crazy and insane global dances and it's really you know an amazing feature of chinese culture yeah i i remember i have a video that you know next time when i see you jason i'll show you the video it's a video of my aunt dancing with my mom when we went to visit my grandpa uh, who lives in rural who lived in uh, rural china Mm. and this was like when i first started dancing salsa and then i never knew that my family knew how to do partner dance and then my mm. aunt started dancing mm. with my mom one of them knew how to lead and the other knew how to follow and they were just dancing like what we call the the slow four the the fast four or the slow three or the mm. fast three um which is kind of just like we took the rhythm from ballroom dancing but we kind of simplified it so that it applies to more people and there's no mm. you know when i talk about frame and stuff they don't need to follow that just they just need to follow the music and they just need to know how to follow the lead mm. and dance to the music mm. so like my my they just broke out to dancing and i was like i never knew you guys could do this and this looks awesome i was like oh i guess this is where i get it from you know Mm. when i dance salsa something comes natural it's from my mom i guess you're listening to the bridge I want to ask you an unfair question, the kind of question that I guess uh, foreigners ask Chinese people that are not fair. Like, you know, uh, what's the what's the history of this? So have there always been damas? Where do damas come from? When did this start? Was this hundreds of years ago or was this like last century? Dama is a is a a way to address elderly lady in northern cities, Mm -hmm. you know, the northern part of China. um, We will see like, for example, in my hometown, if we see a, a lady that's probably older than 
than your mom's age and I want to, for example, ask for directions, I would go up and go up to the lady and say, excuse me, Tama, can you tell me where to go to these places? Hi, you big know, mom. Yeah, big mom, um, <laughs> big mother, you know. And so it's a way of addressing older ladies. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, they have always been in Chinese history because we've always had Chinese older Chinese ladies. But the dancing and aspect. <laughs> I know. But the dancing dama is just because it was um, it, it became a thing, I think, right before the Olympics. Oh, um, the 2008 Olympics. The, yeah. Around that time, at least in my memory and in Beijing, that's when people started to wow. really go on the square and dancing in, like I said, formation uniforms and um, you know louder music prior to that they are people there have always been older people dancing in parks and you know uh, along the river here or the, along the canal mm -hmm. people have always been dancing it's just not like in a larger group mm -hmm. some of the larger groups the damas you know that we know today the dancing damas that we know today they really came into being in like 2000 around that time 2008 and they became a phenomenon because there was there were able to gather like 200 people to mm -hmm. dance together and then they were doing like more choreographies and they started to dance to songs that are more popular you know it's not just the the the, the songs in threes or fours uh, just mm -hmm. any songs it's like these heavier and more lively pop songs that mm -hmm. they would dance mm -hmm. to with uh you know more traditional steps that's what made it uh, kind of an interesting contrast to look at and people started paying attention and of course they got bigger speakers as well <laughs> So they're more mm. noticeable when they dance and they just developed into what they are today. If you go online and you look for dancing dama videos, mm. it's really not just the traditional type of dance where it's mm -hmm. like, you know, when you think about it, it's like, oh, it's older people dancing slow songs and stuff. It's like very legitimate choreographies to very mm. to a big mm -hmm. variety of musics. Mm -hmm. And you even see older people dancing this in Chinese. We call it gui bu, which mm. I, I, I looked up. It's called the Melbourne shuffle hmm. it's, it's part of a rave dance and i don't know how that got <laughs> over, i don't know how that got over here and how that got so popular hmm. and then like people you know uh, the you know this and this is also a proof of how dancing really kind of increases your longevity i mm -hmm. guess mm -hmm. you see people in their 60s doing this type of shuffle dance i can't even do the shuffle dance it's a lot of like jumping constant shifting of your body weight so that you can do things and turn and stuff i'm like that's 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 too big of a cardio for me. I can't, I can't even do that. But these like these damas and these like grandpas, they can just go would all be, out. Wait, so would it be da da? <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused. Da 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 ba da yeah da yeah. Interesting. Da, yeah. It's it's big mom and uh, big grandpa. Big so, grandpa and big mom. Mm. Yeah. Because mo yeah, ladies don't usually like to be associated with getting older. Whereas Ben, eh, we tend to not care. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Sure, call me grandpa. <laughs> yeah, grandpa. That sounds great yeah. uh well maybe not for everybody anyways this is bell curves uh is this trait changing how uh, is dancing evolving in china it's like it seems like you go to a studio so yes studio dancing is has i'm i'm assuming there's always been studio dancing in china for a hundred years or more but is it growing bigger is it taking over what is the, how is the you you dance what is the dynamic yeah. like how is it evolving i see more studios of course because there are more dances that are being introduced to the Chinese market. For example, salsa dancing, bachata dancing, the dance in its in itself is, 
is a much younger dance. Like so, like bachata, mm. salsa only became kind of a commercialized uh, dance where you could you could teach or you could learn for like a couple decades. It has mm. it hasn't been around for that long. The form of dance, for example, song dance, that has been mm-hmm. existing for like hundreds of years. Yeah, but yeah. you know, for it to be hot in a studio, that hasn't been that long. And then there are other dances, like all dances that that belong to hip hop style. The hip hop as a culture is itself is also relatively much younger mm. and so are the dances that come out of that culture but if you look at the the number of hip-hop dance studios in Beijing you will be probably shocked there's so many so-called straight dance studios <laughs> uh, all across the city and they have different teachers they have different styles and they're even we even have now we have what you call kind of an uh, international dance studios like dance studios that are started in the United States mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they they branch out to different parts of the world. There's the Millennial Millennium Dance Center, and then there is Millennium Dance Center is in Shanghai, is in Beijing, mm. and then there's uh, what we call uh, Wu Bang, which is started by this dance group called King Jazz, and they are on the top floor of the building in Sanitun, which is mm. the, the heartbeat of the city on the east side. Mm-hmm. I will say that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so a very prominent location, and they have like a lot of students going to them, mm. and so it's it's become more abundant it's becoming more international and then you see you see there's so many doing videos of like younger kids being just so incredibly talented mm. at these dances mm-hmm. and you're just like that's you know good for you good for you what can i say i was in um wuhan under the yellow bridge i don't know the name of all the bridges but everyone in wuhan knows which bridge i'm talking about yeah. and there were a group of uyghurs there dancing with music and there was like 50 of them all dancing and they had their own special cultural dance there are yes, 50, it's beautiful. there are 56 or 55 minorities and 56 ethnicities. Is that the word? No. Yes. Yes. Ethnicities yes. in China. And each one of them has their own subset of different kinds of dances. So yeah. for learning those, I suppose there are studios too, or you have to go yes. to like Yunnan to like live with them. Or I, I, don't, I don't know. How does that work? You don't, you don't have to. There are studios, of course, if there are studios of these like foreign dances, you could, you could only rest assured that there's more studios studios mm. that teach these uh, traditional dances, traditional folk dances. Have you ever uh, been to couple... 1,000 yurts? Or maybe it's called 900 yurts. There's a restaurant. It's a uh-huh. it's a Uyghur, or no, it's a Mongolian restaurant, I think, yeah. here in Beijing on the west side, you know, the cool side of Beijing. And they have all of these individual <laughs> uh-huh. yurts that you can go into. And during your dining experience, they send a dance crew that goes from yurt to yurt, which is like a tent, but with thicker yeah. walls. And they do a dance for five or ten minutes and they force people to rise uh invite people to rise and dance with them oh and i then, would love to go yeah and then they go to the next yurt and then they uh, do the same dance over and over they must be really fit because they just do the dance again and again and again in each yurt <laughs> so, <laughs> super physically fit people <laughs> See, it keeps you it keeps you healthy. <laughs> You're constantly on the move. There are so many different dances um, in China, and even within the the Han group, there's the traditional like uh, what you call classical Chinese dances, and then there are dances from different areas. For example, in my hometown, in the northeast region of China, there is the Yanggu, which is a a very celebratory, very mm. uh, uh, lively kind of Han dance. And then there are dances from, for example, a little west to 
um, the you know those places that are in the northwest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as opposed to the east. They have their different kind of dances mm-hmm. as well, and it all comes from the history of that region. And you can learn all of those. I would love to learn those dances, but you know, you really have to just go constantly and train your body. <clears throat> Months and of really, dancing one particular style to get it well. I know, and they, that's the thing. Like, I am such an advocate for taking dance classes, and then mm. people are like, "Oh, as long as I'm moving to music, that's dance." I'm like, "Yes, that's great. That's a great way to connect your mind to the music." Mm. But when you go take classes, it connects your mind to your body. Mm. You know, to which people may say that my mind is already connected to my body. Yes, technically, <laughs> technically, but you really don't pay attention to how you move your body mm. when you're just living day to day or when you're just kind of doing it Moving, subconsciously shaking right yeah, right? yeah it adds another level of cognitive you know work because you have to move in a particular style and retrain your body to move in that way so i could see that yeah. that would open up new connections in your brain forcing it to do something that it wasn't already easy to do new challenges are often going to force your brain to do to grow yeah it's like your teacher would say okay twist your chest to the left but not your head think about it i'm trying it right now (laughs) if people could see me i'm like okay yeah only your chest not your head and not your entire torso keep your core still facing front (laughs) wow yeah things like that and you're like oh they can move separate (laughs) you're listening to the bridge You go out like in the way that I guess I did five years ago. You go to like clubs and bars and things like. Yes. What are two or three of the biggest clubs, I guess, over in San Leitun, like uh, (laughs) that are like really popular? And what kinds of styles of dance are popular in Beijing right now? Are this just like hip hop? I'm just that's just my assumption. Yes, there are like really popular uh, hip hop clubs here in San Leitun. But I'm I'm a little I'm a little I've grown a little older, Jason. I don't go to you don't go to the (laughs) places anymore. Yeah, I can like techno hip hop music I'll listen to it but I can't party mm. so techno and hip hop anymore mm. um, but there are big uh, techno clubs over here some of the really popular ones like Lantern and the old elements mm-hmm. and of course like you know Vix and Mix that's just kind of like is that still there? I, they're, I, they're, they're gone they're gone yeah because I remember that renovation six or seven years ago going there and being like yeah that's not for me <laughs> same I, mean, I, was, it a couple times, like I was like it's not like for me either lasers and young people in short skirts yes. and I was like wow this looks really exciting but not for me yeah i would kind of specifically only go to latin themed clubs Mm. where they play latin music or you know pop music that's fine too i just can't do like very intense uh clubbing (laughs) it's not something i can do anymore but the popular ones here um there's a new place that opened last year Mm -hmm. in sanitun called bacardi Mm -hmm. during the day they're a restaurant and at night they have djs come in with latin playing latin music and then Mm -hmm. like if you go into bacardi at there's another club inside of this Bacardi club, Ooh. which is a hip hop club. One day, me and some other friends who are also in their like early 30s, late 30s were like, you know what? Let's go see that club. Let's go see that hip hop club. That's called OG. Let's go see that mm-hmm. place. We go in there for three minutes. We're like, all right, let's go. <laughs> this is not for <laughs> us. We, it's like people there, if I try a little harder, they could be my kids. You know, that's how young <laughs> they are. And so we, we, just, we just left. It's, it's not for us. But outside of like Latin clubs, I actually, we actually 
go to this place called Beersmith mm-hmm. in CBD mm-hmm. in Guomao, which is a hotel bar under Hotel Jen mm-hmm. uh, that's owned by Shangri-La. And they have an amazing live band there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they play all kinds of like rock songs, pop songs, classic, you know, tunes from the 80s, 90s, 2000s. And they're very, they're amazing performers. Mm-hmm. And when you dance to that, when you dance to live music, it's just kind of like, okay, it's not Latin music, but I still have a lot of fun doing it. And then the impact of live music to your eardrums and to your brain, it just puts you on a on a kind of a different type of excitement. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I go. That's probably where you will find me the most. Wow. You're listening to The Bridge. Next topic, because you've lived in the United States, you you lived in various places. How would you characterize dance in the States versus dance in China? What similarities, differences did you notice specifically more like leaning towards America? Because, you know, I think my one time experience of of dance in in Mission District in San Francisco is not going to, it's going to dwarf (laughs) in comparison to your experiences. Um, In terms of people who are going to dance studios to learn, I feel like people take it a lot more seriously. Seriously, mm. than just a, a you know just something to pass time. Mm-hmm. I know people who take up uh, bachata dancing, salsa dancing. They actually go there. There because there are a lot of festivals. There are a lot of salsa bachata festivals yeah. that people go to with their studio friends and they perform. And they actually look at that as you know something that's uh, more important than just uh, traveling or, or doing something mm-hmm. dance related. Mm-hmm. So it becomes their mission, and they did put a lot of money and time into rehearsals and uh, you know their costumes. Um, um, I mean, if I could have that opportunity, I'll probably do the same as well. Mm. But also when I was in the States, I was hanging out and working with a lot of hip hop dancers. Mm-hmm. And those people, they that's hip hop dancing. is just It takes so much more training. And then the way you need to kind of use it, it's not to just show off. You need to actually battle people. Mm. Wow. So they're, yeah. So that's like even uh, when they say B-boy stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so even when they jam, they battle, you know, wow. <laughs> so like even it's just like a regular get together it's a battle and then uh, you battle people and then you get recognized and then there are bigger battles bigger battles and there's like regional battles national battles and international battles that people just compete in so there is almost like an established system for hip-hop dancers but then there's other dancers that you know just want to move and those are Mm. my students Mm. when i was teaching zumba Mm. um and that's a, a those are not the a, thing that vacuums your floor. <laughs> those things oh, are Roomba. called Roomba, which is also a dance style that's spelled Wait, Roomba, different. Oh, wow. Really? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know we're gonna confuse we're gonna confuse the <laughs> heck out of people. Um, but Zumba Zumba is more of an aerobic mm. uh, dance fitness class. It's not a dance category. Mm. It borrows moves from different Latin dances or even hip hop dances nowadays, <laughs> and it it kind of simplifies it. It it puts it to music that are very strong in rhythm and beats, so that it's easier for people to follow. And the Zumba instructors are mostly there to kind of hype you up to make sure that they can cue the next move without talking to you so you don't get distracted as much and you can mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. just move with the rest of 
the 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 crowd and that's what people do and the fact that zumba becomes a kind of an, an industry that people are able to be full-time zumba just zumba instructors as is, is i love i just love that that is a part of the dance reality in the united states and i i really wish that could be a reality here in china as well because you know, people are not you know people are not really looking to follow dance professionals when they go to zumba hmm. classes they just want to f- go to a fun class and dance yeah i mean I, I think that's what i mean for me that would be the only time i wouldn't perform or anything if i was going to go to dance it would be for like exercise and fun which is why like i think i could probably just join some dama group that i see on the street unless they <laughs> like say you can't but i had an, a business idea we need to create uh-huh. the zumba that cl- vacuums your house but it goes much faster <laughs> <laughs> you know my, my friend my friend Zoom. had a my, i know like the instead of z-u-m-b-a it'll be called z-double-o-m-b-a zumba <laughs> zumba no one steal that we're patented copyright from the bridge i know i this is a question for me instead of um hip-hop what about hip-hop because some elderly people they break <laughs> their hips and they, when they fall down in the bathroom my question is this oh can, my God. can dance be dangerous for the elderly because you know elderly yes. sometimes they can be more brittle because their bone i don't know, osteoporosis and maybe calcium deficiencies maybe i don't all kinds of different things that can happen there are so many more diseases than i will ever know exist and so is it dangerous to dance or what kind of dancing is acceptable like damas do some pretty intense dancing sometimes is this safe when we're thinking about dementia when we're thinking about older people trying to improve their health what are the limitations that you know i don't i don't expect you to have the answer i'm only asking it rhetorically to make sure that we're not just giving people get out there and start like spinning beyond your capabilities (laughs) i know what are some what are maybe some easy kinds of gentle dancing that are like uh more accessible for people who are out of shape like myself maybe i mean i think like we said i've been out of shape as well i really need to just (laughs) get back to because it's bad for my ankles and my joints Mm, you know mm. um um, this is why we're advocating or at least I am advocating for people to start dancing now instead of waiting for you to quote unquote have time the <laughs> earlier the earlier you start training your body the the more awareness your body has in terms of what I can do mm. what I can't do what's pushing limits and what's something that I could bear so once if you start earlier once your body kind of you know gets not so robust you already have an idea. I'm, I was looking for a it's a very nice, say. very tactical word. Thank you. Um, that killed about like twenty thousand brain cells. <laughs> but like you know, you will you will have a better understanding when that happens. That okay, this is too much. Like I will instead of raising my knee to my chest, I'll just raise it to my hip level. Mm. You know, you start to know what your body can handle. Mm. Like mm. for example, after dancing for I think I've been dancing for four years, I know sometimes if I turn, um, I I know that my knee will be. Um, I need to really just hold my thigh really tight, my core really tight so that I don't put too much pressure on my knee because I have a bad knee. Mm-hmm. Um, you start to develop that idea, that awareness of what you can, what your body can do. And yeah. that lowers the the possibility of you being, of you getting injured. Mm-hmm. And the, I guess the the advice that one, one advice that we can give. You go to see show, a medical professional. We are not medical professionals and we highly advise consult, you to go to consult your, your physician. Always <laughs> consult your physician but also don't put 
push your body too hard. Mm -hmm. Don't push it too much. Yeah. Like you could be excited about dancing, no matter what age you are. Like, don't strain your body. Take good care of it. Well, I could actually add to that. This is a terrible story, and for some of you, you'll be horrified. So I'm going to tell. Oh no! I was out of really. This was 2016. I want to say I was really out of shape. Mm -hmm. I hadn't gone to the gym Mm -hmm. at all. Haven't been walking at all. Haven't been doing it anything at all except hanging out with my friends and just like drinking beer sometimes. And (laughs) I decided, man, this is it. I'm going to get in shape. So one day I went for a bicycle ride that lasted five or six hours. And Mm -hmm. then I went to the gym for three hours. That night I um, urinated and it was purple, like reddish purple color. We went to the doctor and the doctor said that blood. Yeah, it was not technically blood, but it's some part of blood that leaked through the, the, the cell wall in my kidney, allowing some of the yes at part some chemical parts of my blood through and they were like this is usually something that only happens to soldiers if they have to march for two days what have you done to yourself <laughs> so yeah taking it easy at first is a really good i, I want to but i want to read something from betterhealth.vic.gov.au so i assume that's australian because this is yeah dance health benefits so that you know about dance and health benefits and some of the things mm-hmm. this says quote dancing can be a way to stay fit for people of all ages shapes and sizes it is a wide it has a wide range of physical and mental benefits including improved mm-hmm. condition for your heart and lungs muscular strength aerobic fitness muscle tone weight management stronger bones so actually maybe preventing osteoporosis which it says reduced yes. risk of it a better coordination agility flexibility balance spatial awareness physical confidence mental functioning uh psychological well-being self-confidence self-esteem and social skills so there are there are so many benefits to getting out there and dancing. I agree with all of those. And, and I know we're we're a podcast, so you don't really see our faces, mm. but I am I am chubbier. I'm <laughs> getting I've been getting chubbier, which is, you know, just a result of not moving, um, not going to dance classes. But I've growing up, um, I was never looked at. I've always loved dancing, but I never thought that I could be teacher of any sort to mm-hmm. lead mm-hmm. people to dance. And dancing Zumba eventually becoming a Zumba instructor in the United States and coming back to China studying and and practicing Cuban Mm. salsa Mm. and being able to perform salsa in front of people I really changed how I look at my body like right now I say I want to lose weight because I want to move better I don't want to put pressure on my knees but like you don't I don't hate my body I don't (laughs) hate the way I look you know I'm not I don't go in in front of a mirror and be like oh my god I'm disgusting you know so it really it really does change how you look at yourself Mm. and then people give you that feedback as well if you really love dancing they will come to you and they say when you dance it's very infectious Mm. so it really changes how you look at yourself and that kind of change is hard to Mm. come by in other things that you do well i want to add i mean i think that's a wonderful idea so i want to add to that and and say you know again we are a show Mm. with that bridges east and west we try to bring people together i think one of the wonderful things about dance is that whatever background you are whatever age you are whatever gender you are you can Mm. generally if you go to learn a kind of dance or group join a group of dancers it doesn't matter yeah. you know what matters is are you trying are you improving do you really want to do this you know like in, yes. if you if you were engaged and you're actively trying to improve you're actively trying to learn the dance then you become a part of that group maybe it's more challenging for the group by alex's mom's house where it's like <laughs> you inferior dancers you you need to put in work <laughs> put in the work yeah so yeah it, people who are you know this is something that brings people together around the world you know we have instructors from 
from America and China and instructors from China and America. We have you know, people around the world are brought together by this kind of activity. And that is a beautiful thing. That is something that we want to encourage and want to see. Absolutely. Get yourself out to the dance floor. You'll be rewarded with very surprising results. I was going to recommend for our foreigner friends who are non-Chinese coming to China or already live in China that uh-huh. imagine how popular you would be if you joined Dama, <laughs> not, not just a group, not just some Sanli tune, you know, actual group, but the Damas. If you went yeah. out there and danced with the Damas and did a good job and got in the uniform, you will probably go become famous. You will definitely go viral in China. I, I you will, We will see you on real TV because that is something Chinese people love to see when like a foreigner really acclimates well to Chinese culture and begins to do something really well, like speak Chinese fluently or do other accents, <laughs> you these people always end up going viral. So if you're looking for fame and opportunities, yes, this to, is a shortcut. <laughs> this is the shortcut. Go join a Dama group. Go become really good at it. Become like, you know, a central core member with your uniform. Like you are going to go viral in China, which I think, you know, another bridge building opportunity. Very solid advice that you should just follow mm-hmm. for every Everybody. I wanted to go backwards a little bit because we were talking about the history of the groups. You mentioned people who just dance, who were not officially part of the Dama group. I wanted to talk a little bit about like the scene because it's not just an, you mentioned the formal groups that started around the turn of the century 20 years ago or something that maybe for the approach of the Olympics in 2008. But like it seems too prevalent in Chinese society to have just originated <laughs> at that point. So there yes. were informal dancing has been going on for a lot longer. It feels like, I mean, I wasn't here previously to 2010, but I just Mm -hmm. can't imagine that 2008 was like the only place it came from. Could you, when you were a little girl, were there elderly folks or older folks dancing in in squares? So when I was younger, they weren't dancing in the squares. They they do so-called Chinese square dance, which square dance is a different type of dance. But when we say square, we mean the actual square. That's the venue that they Mm -hmm. dance at. Before that, like, for example, my hometown in Dongbei, if you're mm-hmm. in a rural area, every Chinese New Year, some of the elderly people in the village, they mm-hmm. form a dance troupe and they bring a live band with them. Oh, and wow. they go to each house to do the yanga, the celebratory oh. uh, dance. And they dress up in really bright colors and they have their props and the fans and the little handkerchief that you could spin. Um, and they dance wow. and it's really festive. It's really, you know, energetic. They go to each single house and it's something that's something to this always is for holidays. I'm sorry. This is for like a holiday. This is for Chinese New Year. Oh, OK. Wow. So, yeah, this is just for Chinese New Year. And it's, it's like very dance carol. Yeah. Instead of just standing there and singing, they dance and they bring like the loud drums and, wow. you know, the tongs and all of the, the Chinese. Uh, Do you have to pay the, them? You tip them? Is that No. What? I mean, you would give them something, but it's not for it's more like for celebrating. And then that's you give really them, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I saw as a group of the senior citizens dancing together as a kid. And then I guess people just thought, you know what, now that it's just all concrete jungles everywhere and yeah. we're not going from house to house anymore. So let's just bring people from their house and let's get everybody dancing. in the center of the compound and let's just dance. That's really cool. Well, again, we have, we're out of time. It's always a great pleasure talking with you. And thank you for joining the show. If you weren't here, I don't think we could have done this topic. Thank you for letting me talk about my favorite hobby on the show. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.